Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the blessed month of Hatur, and I'd like to focus uh, this morning on the topic of emptying ourselves and what that means. If we look at the beginning of this gospel reading, it says, and he answered and said to him, Teacher, all of these things I have kept from my youth. This man comes to our Lord Jesus Christ and he says, What can I do that I can inherit the eternal life? And our Lord Jesus Christ lists out all of these commandments. And he says, do, you know, keep these commandments. And then his response to our Lord Jesus Christ was what? All of these things I have kept from my youth. And then our Lord Jesus Christ, he says, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So he kept all of the commandments, but our Lord Jesus Christ said that there was one thing that he lacked. I want to take a look at that one thing. The one thing was what? Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. Let's look at this one thing which is really almsgiving, selling what you have and then giving it to the poor. The first thing that we, we should look at when it comes to the concept of almsgiving and selling what we have and giving to the poor, why is this concept important? Is it for ourselves? Is it for the people that we are giving to? What is the purpose and what are the, some of the benefits of almsgiving? One thing that almsgiving does for us, it helps remind us that God is the source of everything. In the first, in, in Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, St. Paul says, For by Him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, all things, were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. Why am I highlighting this? I'm highlighting this is that all of creation, everything that exists, was created by God, and it is for God. Like St. Paul says, all things were created through Him and for Him. So He is not only the creator of everything, but He is the purpose in the creation of everything that was created. So as the source of creation, we cannot develop anything on our own. We need Him. We need God. Like, for example, if you look at any invention, any, anybody who invented anything in this world, they, nobody invented raw material. You can't create raw material. God is the only one who can create raw material. What we do is we take the raw material that He's created and we do something with it. But He is the source of everything. So, 
when I give back to God, when I offer something back to Him, it reminds me that without Him, I can do nothing. He is the source of everything. And when I remember that, when I give back to God, it reminds me that everything that I have, that I think that I have, that we enjoy in our possessions, it needs to be used for His purpose above everything else. When we forget that He is the source, right? This is why almsgiving and tithing, it's not just something that is for uh, financial purposes or to feed people or to give money to the church or whatever. It's not just because of our tangible needs. There's a spiritual element to it. And when we don't practice almsgiving, we forget that God is the source of everything and we hold on tight to our possessions. And this was the problem with this man. He held on tight to his own possessions. He didn't want to let them go. He found his joy and his purpose in his possessions. Even the question that he asked God was what? How do I inherit the kingdom of God? Obviously, we believe in the inheritance of the kingdom of God, but not in the way this man thought of the inheritance of the kingdom of God. So our possessions, if we put a lot of weight on the possessions, on the thing that we own, and we forget God, we don't practice almsgiving, we forget that God is the source. It was created for Him. Well, why was it created for Him? Why was it created for Him? It's to glorify God and the goodness that He has for all of humanity. He is that source of goodness. So when this man addresses our Lord as good teacher, he says so incorrectly because he doesn't understand that he is good because he trusts in himself as goodness. When somebody who has a lot of possessions and doesn't practice giving to the poor and almsgiving, they trust in their own ability more than they trust in God. So obviously our Lord Jesus Christ is good. But when he calls him, when this man calls our Lord Jesus Christ good, he's not calling him good because he knows what goodness is. He doesn't understand who he's speaking to. So this is why our Lord Jesus Christ says to him, why do you call me good? He's trying to show him and remind him that God is the source of everything. So it's important for us not to put much weight in possessions. One, and to practice almsgiving. Two, because when I practice almsgiving, when I practice donations and giving to the poor, I remember that God is the source of everything and it's not just me. The second thing that almsgiving does for us, we know when I was younger, maybe like in high school age or whatnot, I had like some, something that bothered me with the church and what was going on with my parents. Church was always telling me to not worry about possessions and to not care about, you know, the things of the world and stuff like that. Meanwhile, at, at home, my parents were pushing me to be successful and to have a good career and to make a lot of money. And I was like, well, which one is it? <laughs> what do you want me to do? You know, just tell me what, what you want me to do and I'll, and I'll do it. And I was confused. How do, you, how do we reconcile both? The church is telling us, give to the poor, 
and don't love possessions. And at the same time, we want to be successful in life. So is it bad to be successful and to have things? Obviously, it's not bad. But when I practice almsgiving and what I do with those possessions, this is why it's an emptying of ourselves. In order for me to empty myself, I have to have something to give up. So I have to have that success and then willingly decide to give it up. It's an emptying. This is a little lengthy, but it's really, really wonderful what St. John Chrysostom says. I broke it up into bullet points to make it a little bit easier. He says, Our Lord's things they are, from whenceforth we may obtain them. So the first point Chrysostom is making is that everything that we possess, they are God's. Number two, And if we distribute to the needy, we shall obtain for ourselves great abundance. So when we give, we will receive. And for this, it is that God has permitted you to to possess much. So that when we possess, the purpose of those possessions is to give it. Not that you should spend it in fornication, in drunkenness, in gluttony, in rich clothing, or in any other mode of luxury, but that you should distribute it to the needy. So when I have the ability, if God has granted me success in life, Number one, he's the source of that success. Number two, I take the purpose of my success in this world is not just to enjoy the things of the world. The purpose of it is now to give it back to those who are in need, to distribute it, to empty myself. So this is how we can reconcile the problem that I had when I was in high school. That I I need to be successful, but not successful for my own self. Successful for who? To give it back. I work hard to give it back to the people who need it. Number three, look what St. John, look at this beautiful example that he says. He says, and just as if a receiver of taxes, so somebody who receives taxes, having in charge the king's property, should not distribute it to those for whom it is ordered, but should spend it for his own enjoyment, he would pay the penalty and come to ruin. So he's saying the person who received taxes, like we pay taxes to the government, they shouldn't pocket it in their, in their own personal pockets. So what, he's, what Chrysostom is saying is that we pay taxes. If we paid the taxes and the government officials took the money that we paid for taxes and they put it in their own pocket, he's saying this is what we do, right? When we have a great amount of wealth and we don't distribute it to the poor, distribute it to those in need. So he's saying, similarly, the tax officials, when they receive the taxes, their responsibility is to do what with the money? To distribute it, to care for whatever, you know, government things that need to be cared for. So he's using that example for us. Just like we receive, like the tax officials receive, our responsibility is to do what? Hold it for a time period and distribute it to those who are in need. He continues in the fourth point. Thus also the rich man, as it were, a receiver of goods, which are destined to be dispensed to the poor, to those of his fellow servants who are in want. If he then should spend upon himself more than he really needs, he will pay hereafter a heavy penalty. For the things he has not are, for, sorry, for the things he has are not his own, but are the things of his fellow servants. So this is how we can reconcile the problem that I had when I was younger, is that 
We are called to be successful and to work hard in this world and to gain success. But what is the purpose of that success? To distribute it back to those who are in need and to those who are in want. So it is an emptying of ourselves. And when we empty ourselves, the third point is that when I give back to my fellow brethren, I give to Christ directly. Our Lord Jesus Christ says in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25, Whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers, that you do unto me. St. John Chrysostom is famously quoted saying, The rich exist for the sake of the poor, and the poor exist for the salvation of the rich. What does that mean? It means that the rich people who have ability to give to the poor help provide for the necessities of the poor in their lives. So I'm helping them stay alive. If I'm rich and I have needs, I'm, I have, sorry, if I'm rich and I have ability, one of my purposes is to give to the poor so that what they can live. What we have is not our own. We are stewards of the things that we have. This is why our Lord Jesus Christ told this man, you have great possessions, but you lack one thing. You're attached to these possessions. Am I attached? We should all ask ourselves, am I attached to my possessions? And then, then Chrysostom, the second part of this quote says what? The poor exists for the salvation of the rich. Meaning that because the poor people are receiving from the rich, the rich are offering good works. So by offering their good works, by the rich people offering good works to the poor people, the poor people are enabling the rich people to have good works. And, the, and by our good works, we are saved. So when we give to the poor, we give to Christ directly. This is the third point. The fourth point is in emptying ourselves. Look what St. Paul says in the book of Philippians. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men. This is an emptying of ourselves. Look what St. John Chrysostom says. He says, when someone who has the power to think great thoughts humbles himself, that one is humble. But when his humility comes from a lack of ability, that is not what you would call humility. It is humility of a greater sort to refrain from seizing power, to be obedient to death. So what St. John Chrysostom is saying is that in order for me to be truly humble, I have to give something up. I have to empty myself. And our Lord Jesus Christ, this is what he did by his incarnation. He emptied himself. In this verse here, it says, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Like he didn't consider it like somebody was taking his position when he left the, the kingdom of heaven and took flesh. He didn't consider that. Do we consider our, our own positions in this life? And are we unwilling to leave our own positions? Are we unwilling to humble ourselves? It's a God-like feature to empty yourselves. The incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ was a true emptying 
of God. For God to become man, it was an emptying. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Like, like it says in the book of Acts, when St. Paul quotes our Lord Jesus Christ, he said, remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is a godlike feature to have a great amount of power, wealth, or whatever it is, strength in this world. And then to willingly say, I'm going to take that power, that wealth, and all that I have, and what I'm going to do with it, as I'm going to empty myself. I'm going to distribute back to the poor and to those who are not one. Like, for example, we're in the Advent season right now. And we're going to celebrate the Feast of the Nativity. And then there's a tradition that we buy each other gifts during this time of year. Sometimes we get so focused on the gifts. What I want. And our children, they think about what they want. Let's not that... Let's, it's, I'm not saying don't buy gifts for your children. Buy gifts for your children. But what I recommend is teach your children how to distribute gifts as well to the poor, to those who are in need. Take your children to some volunteer opportunity and show them that there are people who are less fortunate than they are and that they are also in want and in need. This is the true purpose of this Advent season. I mean, we look at this icon of our Lord Jesus Christ and His Nativity. Look at the humility of God, who had great wealth, who was God, but you know, chose to be born in a manger amongst animals. Who are we to not go and humble ourselves and distribute needy things, things sorry, things to people who are needy? Teach your children these things. Let's not have them greedy and want more and more and more and more. So our society now is breeding greediness. We want more. We should want to give and distribute more as much as we can. So I encourage you to do this with your family. Remember the poor in this season. Take your children and show them how to do acts of mercy and love to the poor. Because this is the true purpose of this season. It's not just giving gifts, right? It's not just, you know, and then we all do this on you know, Christmas morning. We all text each other seeing what gifts you got and, you know, what, what video games you got. And, you know, and we spend all, all like half the day playing with them. And then we look, at the, look for the next thing. I remember because I used to do it too. But like what I want to tell you is that let's not that have be your focus, Teach your children how to give. And then their perspective of this Advent season will change completely. The, when they see with their own eyes and with their own hands that there are people who are less fortunate than them, it'll bring the true spirit of this Advent Christmas season to life. So if we summarize what we said, the rich man, he kept all the commandments, but he lacked this one thing. And what was that one thing? It was giving to the poor. Giving to the poor has many benefits. Number one, it reminds us that God is the source of everything and not us. This is why tithing is so important. He is the source, not us. The purpose of success is to give back. 
So for anybody who has that similar issue that I had when we were younger, you're pushed to be successful, not for your own personal gain, but for the gain of the whole, of all of the brethren. When we give to poor, to the poor people, we give to Christ directly. And we become like Christ when we empty ourselves. And the last thing, let us remember the less fortunate this season and teach our children and one another to give to the poor. And glory be to our God forever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.